hello? Okay. <laughs> okay. That? that can't happen. Whoever's doing construction on homes right now, I need you to fucking cease and desist. <laughs> that was interesting. I hope that's not being picked up on the podcast, and I hope that is not going to continue. Or maybe it did, and it makes it extra spooky. God damn it. It's going to be so loud, I can already tell. Um, Where am I going with this? Oh, yes, we're on a podcast right now. That's what we're doing. This is episode 118. The end of Slashtober. This is part four. We started with Spencer. We're ending with Spencer. That sounded really sexual. Uh, Start with the best, end with the best. Jesus. Um, (laughs) As you guys know, last week, you guys got two episodes because I can't get my shit together enough to put out one episode a week. But hey, at least you got double episodes. So what? there you you go. I don't know. This year's just been crazy because last year it was COVID and we didn't do episodes for like, I think. Okay, seriously, that is oh, that's being picked up hardcore. That sounds like it's they're, they're like banging on my roof. Or, I need you guys to or stop. Somebody, in it's your, fucking. Or there's somebody within your pipes. I mean, they're my it, within my pipes. within your pipes. <laughs> yes, within your pipes. In my pipes. Well, sorry if you can hear that background noise. I'll try to talk as loud as I can. Um. So, yeah, this is the end of Slashtober. I can't get my shit together this year because, uh, yeah, oh, there we go. Last year was COVID. We didn't do an episode for weeks. And then this year I was like, no, we're doing one every fucking week. And then life got in the way. Bullshit got in the way. But I think at the end of the year, we should still have 52 total episodes from this year. If not, then you'll get a bonus one next year. I can't I can't keep up with this shit anymore. But, um, yeah, Slashtober has been a lot of fun this month. Uh, watched a lot of wild shit, and me and you somehow managed to pick movies from the early 80s, very early. Yours was 81, mine was 82. They both had Tom Savini involved in the yeah. makeup, which was re- which was really weird. I mean, he well, I mean, he he was pretty much involved in I want to say any 80s horror like makeup one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the 80s, yeah, he was huge. It's just kind of funny that we because uh, I was looking at the trivia and I was like, oh, Tom Savini was in yours. Oh, he was in mine. Okay, all right. (laughs) Fucking all right. And they're both kind of movies that are, I'd say, a little bit more under uh, known, whatever you want to call it. I've never heard of either of these till recently. Yeah, and uh, Shout Factory actually has both of them. Uh, I think the one you picked is not a collector's edition, I don't think. Um, Um, I don't remember. I mean, I know you have it right now. Mine's in the mail. No, so the one you picked is, is not a collector's edition, so it will not have a slipcover. The one I picked um, is actually a recent shout that just I just got actually a week ago. It's funny because we picked these a while ago, and then Shout was like, oh, we're releasing this as a collector's edition. And I was like, cool, sold. I have the poster in my closet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked um, mine so much, actually. I've never seen it before. I rented it, but uh, I don't own it, but I liked it so much, I, I bought it. <laughs> Did like, you, like oh, the, did you buy it off I the bought, shout? Yeah, it was during the uh, the their little sale. That was oh nice. Oh yeah, which by the way, if you didn't get in on that, actually, you know what? This should still be going by the time it's this to ep- the 29th. Th- is it through the 29th or, or? the to- uh, 11:59 p.m. The 29th is when it ends. So yes, you can, you're going to hear this, and you still have about 12 hours because we release these episodes at midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time. So you still have time to take advantage of the Shout Factory sale. It's called Shocktober, and uh, they've got. Crazy deals going on. I know I already spent, uh, let's see, I spent like $199. I got 13 titles. That's, yeah, that's not bad. It, it, would not, it worked out to about 15 bucks a pop. And I mean, a lot of those are collector's editions, so hell yeah. 
Um, I think you spent about a hundred and got uh, five or six. Five or six, which, which I mean, honestly, I had seven on. I made a list, like I made a list because you know, when it comes to stuff like this, you don't just want to go in like, oh, I want all of it because you know you'll just end up spending unnecessary money that you yeah. the stuff you don't need. So I made a list about seven. I got four, four or five on that list plus the one that I'm reviewing today because I liked it so much. I'm like, I do want to own this. And it was like 15 bucks. I think the most, the biggest one was about $20 out of all of them. Yeah. But normally it's 30. So I saved 10 on that. I saved about 10 to 12 on each, each, each one I have. Well, yeah. And what I did too, is I put, I think I put like 20 or 25 in my cart. And then I went over to Amazon and I was like, let's compare prices here. Cause I know they're marking it off of, the original price that yeah. Shout Factory has, which is usually about twenty eight to thirty bucks. I did that with a few of them, and uh, Amazon with two of them that I got were about four dollar difference, which isn't a huge deal. But I'm like, I mean, I'll save eight bucks. I'll save eight bucks. Yeah, saving money is saving money. So that's yeah. what I did. As I, I had a huge list, then I went to Amazon and compared prices because I was like, okay, if it's the same price on Amazon. I'm not going to buy it. If it's five dollars or more off on the Shout Factory sale, I'll go ahead and pick because it up. Because also, like, I, I mean, it's. With with I mean I, I know why they do it but like with Amazon you know if you have Prime you get it one to two days exactly with with Shout we're not getting our movies for another it, like we're well, not getting until next year it's fine well I mean it's weird with Shout sometimes I'll place an order and like two days later they're like we shipped it out sometimes though I'll, I'll make an order and it's like three weeks later and they're like by the way it's shipped and I'm like damn guys like <laughs> like no no offense to them for the shipping but sometimes it does take it does a while. while. Like with new stuff, like the Halloween stuff to prepare it. Like, well, yeah, pre-ordering. I get that. But uh, stuff that's in stock, stuff that's been in stock, like what we did, like should be shipped out like next day. I say we. Well, they're they're in California, so I I I give it at least a week. Well, no, but like just because they're in California doesn't mean they can't ship it the next day. Well, no, true, but but they're strictly here. But they're strictly in California versus Amazon's fucking everywhere. Well, yeah, that's true. So like, I mean, there's there's one in our backyards. I mean, not literally, but yeah, you you can't really go very far anymore without an Amazon passing some type of Amazon. Well, and and of course, Amazon is a huge multi-billion dollar company shop factory is you know a local place in california and i'm sure they have limited staff so they can't just you know i'm sure they have shit tons of orders so yes yeah. i understand they can't get them all out especially during october like or any type of sale yeah yeah they have a flood of um you know orders coming in so i obviously i give them a break during this time because i know it's crazy but any other any other time during but the year? But if I'm ordering something in February, motherfucker, I better get it right yeah, away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if <laughs> I order it, you should it, within like three days. You should be shipping it out. But you know, whatever. I I get it. You know, it's 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 like a it is technically I'd say a small business because there's only one place that they make. Yeah, them. it's only yeah one. That's area. it. So I get it. But um, I'm very excited to get all those titles. Uh, I was trying to order more today because they gave me a $10 off coupon and I'm like, you sons of bitches. Yeah, like why couldn't they do that before we ordered? I couldn't I use that beforehand. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I know I'm going to, I know I was trying to do an order today and it kept saying my credit card was invalid and I'm like, you're fucking invalid, whatever. Um, so I'm going to go spend more money on shout titles because there's, uh, I have an ever growing, I literally have an Excel sheet. I know. <laughs> uh, I showed you. Oh, that's right. I showed yeah. you. So I have an Excel sheet with four like little, um, columns, columns yeah. uh, titles I own, titles I don't own, out of print titles I own and out of print titles I don't own. And I'm just going through that I, list I to think, try to collect honestly, everything. I, well, I think one of the best deals they have right now during, uh, during them is the pumpkin head steelbook. Seventeen bucks. Yeah, seventeen like, or seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, that's that's for, a honestly, solid deal. Honestly, if, if anybody like listens to this and collects steel books, first of all, that's a steal. <laughs> because <Book. laughs> ha, I hate it. <laughs> we do dad jokes now. Have you told? Have I told you how much I hate you, God? <laughs> 
podcast over. Uh, uh, done. Leaving. No, but uh, Mike, it's up to you now. <laughs> By the way, I'm talking to Michael Myers uh, because I I have his mask over top of a uh, foam head, and there's a microphone pointed down at him. If he ever pipes in at any point, it's a mic with a mic. Yeah, Mike with a mic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, done. Like anyway, back to the steelbooks. Like new steelbooks. Normally, not not Pumpkinhead's obviously not a new new movie in any way, shape, or form. But like even new steelbooks, like you know that are you know a couple years old, they're still like thirty dollars or whatnot. So like seventeen ninety nine for a first of all shelf factory steelbook. Yeah, and a steelbook in general less than twenty dollars. Yeah, forget t- about Take it. that deal yeah. before it goes out of print. Um, but yeah, Shout Factory is great. I, I, I love all, like, I think I've, I think I'm up to after the, after what I just purchased, I think I'm up to 99 now. And I'm like one more and I'll <laughs> you, be, you just need that one more. Actually, no, if the, with the new order, I'll be into the hundreds. So I'm, I'm getting there. I've got my whole, I don't think I have that many. I probably have maybe 20, maybe 30 tops of, of Shout Factory. I've got two blue. rows here. Yeah, I see that. I know I'm turning into this. Uh, like, all of a sudden I woke up one day and I'm like. I collect things now. Well, I'm, I'm a I'm, Blu-ray collector. I'm, I'm, not count, I'm not counting the box sets that I have. I'm just counting the individuals. I'm yeah, not, no, I'm not counting Halloween or the Friday the 13th box set. Yeah, because Blu-ray.com only counts your box set as one. And it's I'm one. like, that is so rude. rude. First, first of all, there's 12 fucking movies. There's 12 in, the, in there, sir. Son of a bitch. You should count that as 12. Um, I mean, you can probably individually like put the Friday the 13th part one, part two. Like They have them on there, but like, who's got time for that? Oh, come on, Dad, you son of a bitch. No, because there's no barcodes on the back. No, no, no. You could just click. Cl- you could just type it well, in. Well, yeah, but they're not. Time. It's not going to be the Shout Factory version of it. Yes, it would. You know what, Spencer? I don't have time for your bullshit. God damn it! <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to help you out. I know it's fine. That, that also is a lot more work, and I'm. I, I don't want to do more work. Uh, so yeah, very excited to receive all of my goodies. It's going to be a huge fucking uh, haul. When I open that up, I don't think I've ever bought 13 titles from Shout Factory before. It's usually like a collector's edition here or like, oh, you had a sale four or five. But this this year I was like, no, oh. fuck it. I'm going well, in. I'm or, fucking going in. Or how you, you put it one day is like, I need, I was only going for one movie, but to get the extra, the free shipping, I can just buy one more. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> they, you get free shipping over 50 bucks. And I was like, I'm at like $42. So I can either pay... You know, six dollars in shipping, or I can just buy another movie for that, not pay shipping, and pay the same amount. So I'm gonna do that. So yeah, I, I do that. Like like um, when I was going to get my uh, since they gave me the ten dollars off, I was like, I need to spend at least fifty to get the free shipping. Then I'll get ten dollars off because you know I don't want to pay shipping. That's no how, that, that's how they shipping. get you though, because they'll they'll yep. get you to spend more money. And I'm like, damn you, but it's fine. It's like that meme: twelve ninety nine plus three dollars shipping. Ooh, no, no, no. And then, or $15 free shipping. Like, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So uh, super stoked to get this shit in. Very excited. I will obviously keep you guys updated. Uh, my 31 Days of Horror is going very well. I think I'm actually finally caught up. And I actually do need to correct something I said uh, when I think we did Advent Terror Volume 3 a couple weeks ago. So there was a movie that I said I was watching called Bad Moon. And I said Jack Nicholson was a werewolf in it. That is false. It is not Bad Moon. It is just called Wolf. And that has Jack Jack Nicholson as a werewolf. Bad Moon, no Jack Nicholson in sight. I was waiting for him to show up the entire fucking movie. You know? so, uh, so for trivia, we all got that wrong. What? For for when we did trivia on your during your party? Yeah. It was wrong. Oh, it was wrong, yeah. You son of a yeah. bitch. No one fucking knew that anyways, though. 
I only knew that because you told me. Exactly. So I have I have fucking mate, let so many people down. That's my bad. So it's not bad moon. It's just wolf. Here, bad moon. I was literally, I said, I was waiting. I'm like, okay, Jack Nicholson's just going to pop up anytime. And like 40 minutes into the movie, I'm like, all right, I got to look this up. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I was wrong. Son of a bitch. Which is weird because um, I don't remember seeing that trivia question on the cards. Maybe it was on my cards because I pulled from those trivia questions on those little cards. Oh. I didn't go anything off script on those. So maybe the maybe the card was wrong. Interesting. Because I did not I did not make up any questions myself. I just pulled from the trivia cards, found some good ones I thought were fun, and went with it. So I actually need to go back and look to see if that was wrong. But yeah, it, it is a, a movie called Wolf that has Jack Nicholson in it. Not Bad Moon. So I'm going to retcon what I said earlier. But again, I was literally waiting for him to just pop up in that movie at some point. Never did. So unbelievable. I know, unreal. I did watch. Uh, I had to replace some movies because I, I'm terrible at picking movies and not looking to see if they're actually streaming or if I can buy them on Amazon. So I actually had to replace one. Actually, two uh, species and thinner. Thinner's fucking a weird movie. It is. Very it's weird. very weird. Um, species is so good. It's good up until that ending. And I was like, this <laughs> ending is atrocious because they kind of give you some bad CG in the beginning when she's in the train car. And then everything else after that is pretty practical. And then the ending is just a CG clusterfuck of 90s awfulness. And I'm like, oh, and then like with the boobies and the thing, I was like, oh, this is, oh, did you really have to give the 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 alien boobs like that also project stuff out to strangle people? Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that ending was fucking god awful slash atrocious. So I was going to give it a three and a half, and I was like, no, I can't. That ending was bad. It's from 1995, and, you know, that's about the time Mortal it Kombat. Gets, it gets worse. Well, well yeah, there's because there's like three or four species. There's at least three. I've only... There's four. Okay, I was going to say, I was gonna say uh, three, there's... A, three and four I, were like straight to like like uh, like DVD. That makes sense. Because uh, one and two are the only ones that have... Um, the chick. The, the main actress. Yeah. I forgot her name. Natasha... And, and, and something. Natasha, yeah, keep keep going. Hen, Hen Stridge, Hen Stridge. Her. But can we talk about the fucking A list actors we've got in this? Oh, we've got Michael Madsen, Ben fucking Kingsley, Michael Madsen, <laughs> fucking Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker. I mean, it is just loaded oh, with nineties. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, you know, of course, Forrest Whitaker still doing shit, but you know, Alfred Alfred Molina, Ben Ben Kingsley, they were really big. I'd say in the nineties. Of, of course, they're still doing shit, but I mean, I mean my I mean, God, I mean, Alfred Molina is coming back for Spider Man. I know, but I mean, what has he been? I mean, I haven't seen him in shit since Spider Man Two. Like, what have oh, he's you? Been in, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but he's been in stuff. I mean, the no, years. I know he's been in stuff, but really, the last thing I remember seeing him in, like, he was in Promising Young Woman. What? Yep. Oh, he must have been a really small role. He oh, was, he was he the was, doctor. He was the doctor. That, 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 okay. Yep. All right. All right. I'm going to eat my own words. Sorry. Of course, you know, if you do movies that I don't watch, okay, I guess the Da Vinci Code too, but that was still 2006. So yeah, it's nice to see him coming back because I love Alfred Molina. I think he's great. Yeah, I like um, if he's been doing stuff, it's just not stuff I've been watching. So yeah, Species was wild. Thinner, Thinner was wild as well. It's that uh, classic, you know, 90s King adaptation movie. So, uh, of course, he's, you know, King makes a cameo, of course, on that. Um, so, 31 Days of Horror is going great. 
And uh, can't wait to finish off this weird month of 90s movies. Um, real quick, we should definitely talk about uh, the Halloween Kills movie because we've been talking about how excited we were for it and what a letdown. I, what a letdown. I, and, and I don't say this about a lot of movies, but I honestly wanted to leave. I know. I, 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 there, was, there was like three or four moments where I'm like, you know what? Not worth it. But I'm like, maybe it gets better. And that's my problem. Well, it typically it you don't. Not. <laughs> typically, you don't really. You're not very vocal once the once the movie is like on. Like everyone that we go with is, we just unless like some a kill happens, we're like ooh. But you were, me and you were just like on fucking real. Like this what is, is fucking going on? Like it's not. First of all, it's, it's not, not a Halloween movie. It's not movie. a Halloween movie. Like it it it, it mind bottles me. Bottles, I know it's yeah. bottle. I know it's boggles. But no, no, no. Whatever. It's it's mind bottle. Like it puts your mind in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like. We have the same writers and director that did the really awesome 2018 one. And then they give us this. I'm like, what's like, what happened? Yeah, I don't really know what happened either because the 2018 one I remember watching and I thought it was like a good movie and I enjoyed it. It grows on you. But yeah, it does. It grows on you. After the second and third watch, I was like, you know what? This is actually a fucking really good Halloween movie. And I was very excited for Halloween Kills because of that. But because also, of that, yeah, uh, because of that, and because it's you know I, I I like remakes. I know a lot of people don't like remakes. I, I enjoy it, if, remakes if they're if they're done right. Yes, this was not one of the, but the even, yes remakes. Even the remakes that people don't like, I typically like Rob Zombie's Halloween. I love it. We know this. The the, the first one, yes. Yeah, the first one, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, it, this just really suffered from. A, a, a shitty dialogue, a, a god awful script. Oh, the script was not great. I was so. Like just, uh, I was just, I was, so, I don't even know what to, I had to express my to, feelings to me, on it. <laughs> to me, to me, these are the only pros of the movie. To me, uh, I thought the and spoiler alerts for the movie. I don't even give a shit. Well, okay, so, okay. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, I'd say uh, fast forward about five minutes. Just Starting yet, right now. now. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the flashback to the very first one where mm. they did like where they kind of connected. It's funny, like they retconned something that they already destroyed like basically they with the 2018 movie they said that this totally takes place after the first movie yeah two through six or whatever don't exist yeah go fuck yourself two through six but this one literally picks up where two right before two start between one and two of the older ones which so they kind of were backtracking of what they said from the get-go by doing this which is fine i what they did with it i thought was really cool but it, I, it, did, it did kind of bridge the gap, I yes. feel, which was great. But because, it was also really fucking slow. Yeah. That part when they flash back, I was like, for an opening of a movie, this is really slow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed and I, I loved that they brought Loomis in just because they obviously it wasn't really uh, Donald Plank. I guess they must have. Oh no, they had it. They got an actor. Yeah. And they to just play him and they CGI'd him like they've done. Like, in, uh, just Super like Tarkin. Imposed. Or uh, or uh, Leia, yeah, Tarkin or yep, Leia, and from that's Star what they did. Wars. And yeah, Austin, yeah. they did a really good job with that. Yeah, I was. So I, I, I thought I was like, is this? At first, I, well, at first I was like, was is this unused footage that I've just never that's seen? That's what I thought too. Yeah, but then I realized, no, it's not. Yeah, it can't be. There's no way. But because, it also did look like it was shot in the '70s with the film. They, they the, so that they did really well. That's what I'm saying. They made it look like it was from the '70s. So, so I, I did. Like, I did enjoy that aspect. For the for the most part, I mean, it was cool like bridging gap, but also like they backtracked to what they said when they made the 2018 film, so that was weird. Yeah, because they said after doing the 2018 film, the other ones don't exist, but doing the flashback with this one, it clearly exists somehow. Yeah, somehow. Somehow it exists. Whatever. Um, 
that's honestly the the least problematic part of that movie. Oh, also, yeah. the, the kills were great. The kills were brutal as fuck. I loved all the kills, but it still did not feel like Halloween. Yeah, it really didn't. Uh, like, like nothing against nothing against that, but like Michael Myers doesn't use random like objects throughout the movie. He usually just uses his knife. Yeah, or he'll use his hands and stuff, which he did. But like, like the like the the uh, the fire. The, the, I guess the, the whole fire department kills. Yeah. He used like three different weapons. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, they look cool as shit, and that was cool. But also, like, that's not Michael Myers. And I think they were just trying to maybe kind of step out of normal, which which is which fine. is great. Which but is, yeah, it just didn't. I don't I, know. I, 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 maybe if this was if they took elements of this for the 2018 one, yeah, and took elements from the 2018 one into this one, maybe it would have been different. But this being the sequel to that, it just felt off. I think it would have made more sense if he just used that like pick thing. Oh, and like, didn't didn't and then use the saw. Yeah, the, well, I or, mean, look, he's he kind of just took the guy's hand, and you know, assisted him killing himself. But yeah, once he once he starts getting into like the, like actual like mechanical or you know saws or whatever like buzz saws and shit, you're like, I don't know. I think the uh, if you just would have like yanked just, everybody around with that stick, like I mean, I mean, when whatever when, the fuck when, it's when called, he killed the family in the house. Like he looked like he was. I mean, he's he's a real person, but he's not actually a real person. But we're not going to go into that. We don't have time. <laughs> but uh, like he he's he looks like he's just a person wearing a mask, self aware of all of the weapons he can use around him. Yeah, as and opposed like, to just yeah, which, which is fine. Like I get that. But like, if this was the first ever movie we got with Michael Myers, sure, because we don't know what's been established yet. But yeah, we he's we, been doing yeah. it since 1978. It's, he's well fucking established of what he uses for a murder weapon, and we yeah. all know it. So it all just felt off. Uh, the very ending of that movie, though, in his house, did I did enjoy that that uh, that I guess fight scene or whatever? Yeah, because it did remind me of of you know the older Mike, Michael Myers that we know. Yeah, but this yeah, it just didn't. But didn't, as a whole, it just didn't fit as a movie. It didn't, it didn't work. The script sucked. I fucking hated Tommy Doyle. I oh oh yeah. my god, I wanted him to get his so much sooner than he did. I couldn't fucking stand him at all. Again, the dialogue was shit. I didn't really understand the motives of everybody in the town. Like, evil dies tonight. Eat like yeah. an angry mob. An angry mob is honestly, not Halloween. Honestly, honestly, if we ever watch this movie again, we need to make it a drinking game. So every time they say evil dies tonight, we drink. Oh, my God. We'll be dead before the movie starts. They, <laughs> they said it like once or twice, and I'm like, okay, we get it. And then it, they just, the whole Throughout crowd the yeah, starts, dies tonight, starts like, chanting it. it. And I'm like, oh, my God. The motives behind the characters are all fucked. You know, an innocent person dies because Tommy's then, too much then, of a fuckhead, and, and everyone. You know, J- Jamie Lee Curtis's character didn't have anything to do. Yeah, she was just a little hospital. The if whole time. if if they didn't have um, Burkett, was that was that the cop? What was the cop's name? Beckett. Be- Wait, which, uh, which which cop? The cop in the hospital. I can't remember. I can't remember oh, his name. Shit, I forgot his name. But I know who you're talking God about. God damn it! Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name. But if he wasn't in the hospital, Lori would have no fucking purpose in that movie because half the movie she was there just talking to him. Yeah, like when in she the, got you know. when she got out and got her like epic epic little walkthrough before the, for the mob hit. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden she's back in the hospital bed. I'm like, I mean, that kind of tracks how Halloween two, the original Halloween two, was because she spent most of the time. In the hospital, and I don't believe yeah, she was but, in a lot of that movie. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I what, can't. Halloween two? Like I'm saying, the original Halloween two. She was in. She was in. She was in a lot more than she was in this one. I could have sworn that was. I could have sworn that's one where she was in the hospital and she, she was, was in the hospital, but but she but wasn't like in. I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've seen that one. I, I heard someone talking about that on, on like Facebook about how like this well, vibe. So so yeah, she. I mean, she gets in, in the old one real quick. She, I know because we have to go, but uh, in the old one, she's in the hospital. Uh, 
and and Michael Myers is in the hospital, terrorizing in the hospital, yeah. trying to get to her. I just didn't think she was in a lot of that one. Like she was not no, in a lot no, of this one. No, she was. I would. Oh, I would okay. have to say she was in ninety percent. All right, I'm just, I'm just. I can't remember everything ever that's ever been yeah. said. But uh, yeah, she just wasn't in a lot of this, and she was literally only there when oh, I'm trying to find his name. Not is it? Oh, it's Hawkins. Not Hawkins. Burk- okay. Who the fuck is Burkett? There's a Beckett. Was, was oh, Brackett. Oh, Brackett, I mean. Yeah, Brackett. So, yeah, it was Hawkins in the hospital, who's, her... who's played by Will Patton. So, if he wasn't there, I mean, we would have just cut, her... to, yeah, cut to shots of her just like, I'm in pain. Ah, oh, no. Hopefully, she's in the last one more because, I, I mean, at least she, I feel like she has to be. I mean, my favorite part, and then we're going to, we got to move on because we got to talk about movies. We also said five minutes and it's been five minutes. But my favorite line, <laughs> my favorite line in the entire movie was when everyone was, you know, following Tommy and um, they're like, it's not Mike. It's not Mike. And she's like, you fucking sheep. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I <fucking> died. <laughs> that was funny. I fucking died. That was the best line. But all in all, it just wasn't a good movie. Oh, yeah. All in all, I gave it a two and a half. And the only reason it got the half was for the kills. Other than that, I would have given it a two because I thought it was a bad movie. But I was like, you know what? They stepped up the gore. The blood was great. I, I did like the tools he used, even though it wasn't Mike Myers. And so. I hate to say this, but they've already got a steelbook ready to prep. And I have to get it. Well, and I already got this too. Hold on, two seconds. Yeah, I already got the sound. I mean, this is the, the sound- soundtrack. Is, yeah, that's different. This that's is not the, the movie. The soundtrack's so, awesome. Uh, Fright Rags. I think this is a Fright Rags or uh, Shout Factory. Shout Factory. Shout Factory. Yeah, and they did the uh, Halloween Kill soundtrack, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta have that. Uh, but it's also apparently gonna have an extended cut. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but no. uh, either way, I'm spending the money that I shouldn't be spending on this movie. I did not like that. I'll be watching it again when it comes <laughs> out. <of cuts. laughs> Moving on. All right, we should so, really move yeah, on. Yeah, go go see Halloween on HBO Max or in the theaters if you really want to. I it's wouldn't. Not, uh, no, it's on Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Sorry. Yeah, HBO and Max is, is one. HBO Max is Warner Brothers, Peacock's Universal, which is this movie. There we go. All right, so let's get on to these movies here. Uh, so let's start with your movie. Take it away, Mr. Lafferman. All right, so my movie is Eyes of a Stranger, rated R, runtime an hour and twenty five minutes, horror thriller. Released on March 27th, 1981. Directed by Ken... Yeah, good luck with that. Weederhorn? Weederhorn. 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 It almost sounds like Weederhorn. Weederhorn. Whatever, that guy. That guy. He also directed The Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Nice. Yeah, great movie. Love that one. Starring Lauren Tews? Tews, yeah. Some of these names, I'm like, I don't know. As Jane Harris. She was also in a lot of 70s and 80s TV shows. Most famously as... Cruise director Julie McCoy and the Love Boat. Yeah, she was in like 199 episodes of that. Nice. So and then, very famous. And then, for that. Um, I believe this is Jennifer Jason Lee's first movie as a, a Tracy Harris. She was also in The Hateful Eight as Daisy Dumbergue. I mean, you should know that. Hateful Eight, man. Tarantino. No, no, I was making sure I was saying that correctly. I think so. Dumbergue? I don't know. Yeah. She's also been in a lot of other stuff. Like Yeah, she's got like 60 or 70 acting credits. Because uh, I was looking at her, and I'm like, I know you. And then when I saw that she was in Hateful Eight, I'm like, ah, you're just very young in this. That, this. She was yeah. in, yeah, well. She's in a lot of stuff. And then the next movie after this, she was in a movie, one of my dad's favorite, and I's favorite movie, Easy Money with Roddy Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like, that was like her second movie. Anyway, she plays Joan DeSanti. De, De, De what? Oh, no, my bad. I'm like, she plays Tracy Harris. You no, she's were... Tracy Harris. I was, I was ahead of herself. <laughs> so Jennifer Jason Lee plays Tracy Harris. Then we have John DeSanti as Stanley Herbert. He also, he was also in Batteries Not Included as Gus. 
The budget for this movie was eight hundred thousand. It grossed one point one million, and for the eighties, that's not too bad. That's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, also for an, uh, like an unknown movie. Yeah, I would say this is much more of a deep cut movie. Yeah, most people, I mean, probably haven't heard of this. Movies that came out around the same time: um, My Bloody Valentine, obviously the original, uh, The Fun House, The Howling, and Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, there wasn't a lot, but I mean, those are all solid fucking movies right yeah. there. All good movies. That would have been a fun t- fun weekend at the movie theater. Um, you got any specific horror moments from this? Mine was the cap- the decapitation right at the beginning. Yes, mine too. <laughs> I love that. So that's a specific it was so horror campy. Yeah, no, but like, the, yeah, no, that was that was my favorite. It was too. so silly, but I loved it. I'm yeah, like, so yeah. so so yeah, that was my favorite as well. Uh, there was a couple other good kills as well, but I just thought I wasn't expecting that honestly, and I was like, "Oh shit, his head's just gone," and then it ends, <laughs> yeah. it ends up in the fish tank, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> All yeah. right, keep going. What do we got for what do we got for synopsis plot? Okay, so the synopsis plot of this movie: a reporter suspects a creepy neighbor who lives in the high rise building across from hers is a serial killer terrorizing the Miami area. This was also filmed in Florida. Yeah, set in Florida, filmed in Florida. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So the movie opens up with a guy taking pictures at a lake uh, and discovers a, a dead nude woman floating in the water. She was found to be raped and murdered. Like, well, like she was str- she was strangled. I, I believe there was like a belt around her neck when it was, she was found. Uh, I couldn't quite remember that. Uh, I don't remember the uh, initial opening. I just remember what, like, yeah, what happens after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, well, that's, that's how it opens. So it's kind of opening. Obviously, there's that. And then... And then um, then, you know, the next scene has, uh, Debbie. Why did I put a wait? What? A waitress. I'm stupid. Why did I put a waitress? She was a waitress. Oh, no. Okay. I got ahead of myself. Sorry. I'm like, she was definitely a waitress. No, no, I got ahead of myself. I'm dumb. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. So then, and then the next scene, the movie opens up, uh, well, after the movie opens up with the, 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 the dead body, um, the next scene we have Debbie's a waitress and you know she's just doing her waitress duties and you hear over the uh, like on the just um, like behind the scenes like with the TV on them reporting about the dead body that we saw in the beginning of the movie, um and, and the lake, so so Debbie's a waitress who you know who comes home to a stalker who keeps calling her like being very rude and like lewd to her like at first just breathing saying hello and then all of a sudden like he's saying i'm gonna kill you you know no- normal stalker stuff normal stalker normal stuff. stalker stuff <laughs> i mean that we've seen in other horror movies i mean you know yeah normal stalker stuff whatever. normal stalker stuff exactly and he he calls about three times she's obviously freaking out and then you know she's like stop calling i'm gonna call the cops you know the normal the normal Victim of stalker calls, and then she there's a knock at the door, and uh, Debbie's friend Jeff, um, you know, comes in and she asks, hey, you know, she was saying, hey, this weird stuff is happening. I'm kind of scared. Could I stay with you? Stay with you for the night? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. So then she's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna get like dressed, uh, pack a bag or whatnot. So he sits on the couch, and while she's doing that, this, this figure, this person's in the house, and. Pretty much, it's like as we were just lops the head off. Lops the Jeff's head off, and it just lands in a fish tank. What does it land, or does he set it there? I want to say honestly, I want to say set it's there because after he lobs it, you just see the head like flop on the couch. You just see it like flip off. So when she comes back, at first, okay. So when Jeff open opens the door, he's wearing like a scary mask and scares her at first. So then when she comes out of her room to see Jeff just lying there, like like in the corner, 
she thinks that he's just busting around and noticed blood and everything and then looks in the fish tank and there's a fucking head in the there. The fucking head in the fish tank was great. And then the guy that killed Jeff also rapes and murders her, basically. Like, strangles her and you can clearly... It doesn't show the rape, which is nice. Yeah, which but yeah, it's yeah, I don't need to see that shit. But it's definitely implied. Oh, I would yeah. say it's definitely strongly implied because, you know, implied. rips her shirt off, her boobs are flopping everywhere, yeah, you know, and then chokes her to death and then, you know, she's dead. So so now we have the op- the you know the impromptu normal horror opening killer scene that we always get. And sets then, the sets the tone for the rest of the movie. The t- exactly. It really does, especially for this one with yeah. Yeah, and then you know and then um it, it does some some B-roll to uh news footage which which goes into of of like reporting um new killings and new findings that they keep finding you know of of uh Jeff and and, and uh and Debbie. So then now we are introduced to our main characters, Tracy, who's played by Jennifer Jason Lee, who is, I thought this was super unique. This was different than I've seen before. She was deaf and mute, which I thought was super interesting. Jane? No, Tracy. Oh, Tracy. Yeah, Tracy yeah, played yeah. by Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, she, she, she was, uh, she's deaf and mute. So, you know, but, uh, she seems to be getting along. They, they show her, um, you know, doing laundry you know, eating normal, like, doesn't look like she's struggling to do any of this, but I just thought that was really cool because we don't get to see that much in a lot of horror films, which is, you know. See, I hated it. Oh. Yeah, I hated it because she was somehow able to communicate with Jane, and I'm like, okay, you're deaf and blind. How are you communicating? Because she was like, she she was doing sign language. Like, how are you doing, how did you learn sign language? That doesn't make any sense at all. Think about it. I mean... No, but like, because you find out, and th- no spoilers, but you do find out how she became yes blind and deaf, which happened. She wasn't born this way. She this happened to her at a young age. So how did you teach a deaf and blind person fucking sign language? I mean, maybe she wasn't a hundred percent blind. I'm just saying. I didn't. Or, I didn't. I did not like this part of the plot because I was like, it doesn't make sense on how she knows. I mean. I could be totally wrong. Maybe there's ways to teach. I, mean, I don't know, I but mean, it, I mean, you know, everybody, it, you know, when you're when you lose one sense, you another sense gets stronger. So she's now two senses down. I, know. I mean, I, mean I, I get what you're saying. I do, but, but I mean, I, you have to be able, like, you know, ASL is for people that are deaf, but you still have your eyeballs and you can see how to do sign language. But also, real quick, there's a, a not I'm not trying to swear, but at the end of the movie, you get a quick, a very very brief POV of her eyes, and she can cl- sort of see when things are close up to her. But I don't know. See that, and that's the thing that I, I was kind of curious about is 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 that how she is is that her vision the entire time, or is it for some reason kind of coming back? Well, see, I thought that too. So but you know, I, I thought that too. But to make sense of the rest of this, I assumed when things are like close up to her, she can see like yeah, oh, I don't enough. Know. It was just that was my really my only big issue with this is I was like I don't. This seems like a weird plot device to use. It didn't really. It wasn't necessary. Um, you I could, think you it, could I have think just made was, her. I think it was more to play off the paranoia. Yeah. And and um, the paranoia and more uh, dread. Uh sisterly, like motherly, uh, yeah. like um, I can't think of words right now. But it's protection. fine. It's, it's fine. She was more. <laughs> Jane was more protective over Tracy because of the events that happened to her when she was younger, and I think that's what got her to be more curious about. 
her neighbor. I mean, you could have made her. Uh, well, I'm not even gonna get into the what ifs. I don't know. Well, for, yeah. for some reason, for some reason, that part just didn't work for okay, me. Well, that I, was, I kind of, I kind of, I sort of, in a I way, like it though. I like how I don't like it and you like it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that you like it and that I don't. <laughs> it's, just, it's cool because it's like a plot device that's not working for me, but is working for you. Yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of cool. So anyway, so so uh, yeah, we introduced uh, Tracy, who's played by um, Jennifer Jason Lee and uh, and Jane. Who honestly, I thought they were mother and daughter the whole movie, until I read I, I read it on Voodoo, and the synopsis on Voodoo is basically telling me they're sisters, and I had it written down mother and daughter on here as my notes because they didn't actually specify at all. But I mean, she tells she tells she does tell her boyfriend that her sister is uh, deaf and blind, and she. I guess to, I just didn't pick up on that. No, then. no, no, you're you're fine. Yeah, he, like he, I thought they were mother and daughter until the very end. Also, when uh, well. No. Yeah, no, never don't, mind. Don't, don't give away the end. But uh, sorry, but uh, but when I read uh, the synopsis on Voodoo, it basically says they're sisters. I'm like, oh shit, that makes more sense to me now. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a throwaway line that when she's talking to David, she was like, yeah, I, you know, because when she's when he's like, you should move in with me, he's like, dude, I can't leave my sister. I guess I just totally missed that. I, no, I mean, it's it's one word, so yeah, yeah it's I, it's totally understandable. This is my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Number that was, four was... prostitute in all of Kazakh then, or, nice. or whatever he says. Anyway, so we're introduced <laughs> to them. Jesus. <laughs> Jane is the reporter that you see in the TV throughout the first couple of minutes of the movie reporting about these murders. And you can clearly see it's getting to her from the get-go, which, I mean, any woman will, you know, it's when they hear somebody's on the loose. In killing area, women. Killing and <laughs> raping women. Yeah, that's... that's it's going to irk you a little bit more than it would like a man because it's happening to, like, you. I mean, anyway. yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd be on high alert. I mean, I'd be on high alert, but you know, like when a woman hears like, there's this guy out there raping other women, and you're like, oh shit. Well, as, you know, as a guy, as a man who has a wife, I'd be like, all right, like, well, yeah. I'm not leaving you alone. Of course. You're coming with me everywhere I go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're coming with me. Uh, come exactly. With, come with me if you want to live. Exactly. But, but you no, know, so I get it. But, but she's clearly showing this, obviously, like on the live news reports, you can clearly see it's really bothering her. And I, and I mean, I get it because of the trauma her sister had when she was little. Oh yeah. Um, just like the, in general, knowing that there's somebody in her area that are raping and killing women and her being a woman who knows if she's next, who knows if she's not. Yeah. You know, you don't really know his MO. Yeah. The, it's just kind the, of women at this point. The paranoia starts getting in. So of course. Yeah. So we're introduced to them and then Jane starts getting suspicious of, of, uh, her her neighbor, like she keeps seeing uh, the car that's described in the uh, parking garage, and then she uh, she tries to find this. You know, she goes into her own little detective mode to try to find this guy's like the name of the owner of the car and where exactly in the building he lives, which is um like uh so they're in a high rise, so he's like across the street from them, but like he they can see each other from their outside like balcony window. So, so like. Th- I was going to say, I'll refer to a movie we talked about called Alone, where it's like they're in the same complex. It's like a U-shaped kind of building. Yes. And it's like across uh, the courtyard. There we go. Yes, the, the courtyard. courtyard. Yeah. There we go. So they can see each other from the balcony, but like when you, like, they use the word, I mean, they're still neighbors, but it's not like you're going like right across the door to door. It's literally you got to go across the street of traffic to get to their house, his, his apartment, his high-rise apartment. Yeah. But she starts getting increasingly more suspicious of him um and one day you know so uh this you know murders happened again and it's described you know stuff on the tv and she starts noticing the things that were described on this car like uh, on the wheels like the, the dirt on the wheels or stuff so she's, now she's like okay i'm 100 percent convinced this guy's the guy so you know but instead of calling you know the cops or something she just goes ahead and she tries to 
you know, baited her own detective. She, uh, she goes in, I guess, to the, the tenant area to like where, where the keys are kept. And, uh, she, uh, she basically steals a copy of, of his keys of where his, his apartment is and, and decides to take it upon herself and go in and snoop around his apartment while he's not there for, for clues or, or evidence that he is indeed the guy or the killer. Yeah. And then, um, um, I forgot what her, her boyfriend, David was, he, he's, he's part of like, he's an attorney or he's, I don't remember I th- what he did. He's a lawyer or something. I that, think, yeah. So, I, don't, I don't remember what he did, but he was not buying yeah, he what was not, she was trying well, yeah, to sell. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, you know, you would think him being a lawyer would, would try to be a little bit more reasoning. I well, think he was a defense lawyer. He might've been, but also the thing that's kind of been building up this entire time too, is the fact that a lot of people have been calling the cops complaining about a guy. Yeah. So everyone's just like, it's okay. Like, like they're, t- they're downplaying again. And this is, a, I think the, we had the last movies we, we had, were like downplaying women's emotions and you're like, okay, yep. they're still valid. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of women's uh, emotions honestly, getting suppressed I, because they're, they're too and I anxious think, and, about it. And I think this movie, um, was more of a thing just because you know the whole rape aspect like when you hear a man's murdering women okay like i mean that's not fine but like okay but when you hear say, rape <laughs> but when you hear rape and murder like that's just fucking the, yeah like honestly like, i mean i'm that's sure double worse like men and women's <laughs> i feel more women than men obviously but like worst fear is being raped and having to live with that the rest of your life and then obviously knowing you know so i think that triggers as is triggering her as well because you know, she's like, I don't want to die, but I certainly don't want to be raped either. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want either of those things in my life. And she's kind of freaking out about it, like and no she, one's she taking gets, it seriously. Gets, and you know, she gets a gun. You know, and it's a little brief scene, but they show her that she has a gun now, which you know, you clearly shouldn't. She's taking precautions to protect I mean, her yeah. and her sister, especially because she's like playing detective. Yes, trying to track this guy down. So she's getting into the thick of it. She's like, okay, I, I'm actually trying to find this guy. If I do find him, it's probably not going to end well for me, so I should probably strap myself with a gun, which is a very... And I like that character decision that they threw into the mix. Like, okay, good. She's taking the uh, steps to try to protect yeah. herself because she's and, getting and, and into it was a very shit. Brief, And it was a very brief scene. She came home from work or whatever, and she, you know, she... Uh, she puts like the the round like like the oh yeah the, the key, round, yeah the and rounds on the bed and 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 then the little box and the gun comes in but then she sits down she opens the box and shows like the gun to, but it's a quick little brief scene you know and they didn't like go like over glorified with it all to where she's like trying to point it and be like all like oh action star she's just like oh I got a gun I'm showing yeah. that I have a gun and then she put you know she puts it away for safety of course because she doesn't no one wants to have a gun just laying around oh willy nilly. <laughs> willy nilly it was a very smart scene to do because yes. yeah they didn't do that typical like oh let me look in the mirror oh I'm a bad yeah exactly yeah. Like, like I've like, got a gun I'm gonna protect myself this like, is gonna like, come like back we, around we, like we knew you know we, we know that you know she's unex- she's unexperienced with the gun but she's taking the precautions she needs to protect yeah, honestly her again, family she's, her and her she's getting into it yes exactly especially because she has a sister who is deaf and blind so I definitely need to make sure that somehow the killer doesn't find out a hu- like I'm coming after him and then comes after you know my family yeah. or my sister so. exactly yeah it was, it was very smart it was very smart and now and then, now after that she uh well, I'm gonna say some real brief then we're gonna leave it because it kind of goes off the rails in a good way after yeah. this but then she you know she starts calling the, the neighbor just like he you know he's doing creepy calls and stuff to other people She's doing it to him, but to taunt him, and you see that it's 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 bothering him, and and I just uh, that was one of my favorite scenes of that movie. Yeah, it was. Another... It's not a horror moment, but it's a specific moment in that movie to where I'm like, good for you. Like you're a reporter and stuff. Like you're using, 
Like a lot of sometimes, sometimes you know, even though you have a smart character, they do really dumb fucking decisions. Yeah. She didn't. I think the only dumb decision she did is to go about doing this on her own, but she did it smartly. Yeah, and breaking into the apartment like that was like, whoa, dude. Okay, reel it back. That's but a the, little dangerous. That was also a really cool scene though. Like like when yeah. her escape, but uh. But like she did things smart. She took the smart steps. She, she she you know she got her protection. She started taunting this person to see if she does have the right person because she was one hundred percent sure. And you know after that you can clearly see things happening. Yeah. That that just insides. Um, that's where I'm gonna leave it. But uh, I was very surprised with this movie. I didn't expect much. I didn't expect much out of this movie. For, yeah, because when it's it. when it's at a three out of five on Letterbox, it's little, it for me it's gonna be okay. I'm either gonna like be right there with the three or it's but, like, but also the plot. Like when you read the synopsis, it seems, it just seems like a typical, like, I mean, obviously it's the eighties, but like it's 81. It's too, 81. So it's early. So but, that kind of gave me hope. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, okay, we've seen all this stuff before now, but like, I'm like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, what I really liked is the fact that, um, before she breaks into the house, you do see her in the parking garage, uh, watching, uh, what was his name? Let me scroll back up two seconds. Uh, Stanley, I think Stanley Herbert. Come on, mouse. Where are you? Mouse. There you are. Scroll up. Wow. What the fucking shit? It doesn't want to work. There we go. Uh, Stanley. Yeah, Stanley. So you see her in the parking garage and Stanley doesn't know that she's there and he's got the bloodstained shirt from the first kill and he doesn't have a belt. So he takes off the shirt. So you, from, so you can see her following him. It's like, okay, that's, that's suspicious. And then she sees the mud on the tires. So you, she knows she's got the right person. So it's just this really cool buildup to watching her like kind of track this guy down yeah. on, on her own because she can't go to the cops about it because no one's going to take her seriously because they keep getting calls about this. So they establish so many things in this movie that, you you're like you're questioning. Well, why doesn't she go do this? Well, because of this. Yeah. So it's very it's very smart. Um, it would have gotten more from me, but I felt you know I kind of agreed with one of the pieces of trivia. Like a lot of the women when this first came out kind of protested this movie because it seemed misogynistic, and it does. It it it, it, it I does. Mean, to be fair, I, I agree. It, yeah. So I, I I kind of I don't like it when there's like abuse done to women like sexually like killing whatever I mean, you know you kill a guy you kill a girl unfortunately there, there are sick people out there that, that no no no. i know and I, th- I think that makes it too real for me because i'm like i know that happens and it's just like i just it's just brutal i don't like i don't like seeing abuse sexual abuse done to women killing is different though like you know you kill a guy you kill it whatever like decapitating people or cutting people i don't care yeah. it's a horror movie i'm there for that but i don't like the whole i don't like it when movies bring in that sexual aspect i just don't like that because that's a real thing that happens to women. And I think that's And I don't why... like objectifying it on screen. Like, I just don't like that. Well, this movie did a pretty decent job with not just more implied. Like, like you hear yeah, more, more of it just being dialogue. Or like I said, like, uh, he does, like, the first, like, Debbie, he does force her on the bed and, like, rips her shirt off. And you can clearly but tell he, what yeah, he's he, about to do. But I he, know, But I know. you don't see, you see more. I know. I just, I just don't like it. Like, a woman being completely helpless having there's nothing she can do because he's on top of her he rips her clothes off and it's like trying to kiss her and like grab a boob and i'm like i just don't like that shit I mean, that's, so that's fair so that angle for me which made sense for the plot because I, I guess i don't know but i gave it a little bit less just because like i just hate seeing i don't like seeing that in movies like i just don't like it um but other than that i mean definitely a fucking sleeper that i think people need to watch yeah like i said like, like <laughs> i enjoyed it so much i bought it literally the next day yeah um what did you give this one? 3.5. That's what I gave it. And it has, uh, what does it have? Here we go, right there. 
It's got a so the rating on IMDb is a six out of ten, and on Letterbox it's a three out of five. So I mean, which is perfectly a, even, which uh, doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's do some quick trivia. Mm-hmm. So like I said earlier, um. Oh, I, I totally missed one. So originally, con- <laughs> so originally conceived and shot as a more straight, straightforward thriller, which you can see that, like in the movie, you can clearly see that. But partway through production, it was decided to embrace the then current slasher genre and introduce more gore and violence, which they did, but they didn't do it to where it was like, okay, like you're just going straight for it. You can clearly tell it is more. It was written to be more of a thriller, and they just added. The like spice. the decapitation with the blood squirting yeah. out of the body and like the hand had, twitching. Yeah, that was, probably <laughs> was the most horror part of the movie. I mean, there were some other things, but like that was probably the most. Oh, this is now a horror movie, like, right? But but yeah, you can clear that. And like I said earlier about Je- Jennifer Jason Leigh's first major role in the in the theatrical feature. Yeah, which is pretty cool. When you know, every all big stars have to always start in horror films. Yeah, my, yeah, they all they all start there. The gruesome murders in the film had to be toned down in order to secure an R rating. And you know, back in the in the early eighties, this would would have wouldn't have been NC seventeen. It would have gone straight to X. Oh yeah. Oops, shit. Sorry. Unbelievable. I'm trying to get this mouse to cooperate. There we go. So the head in the aquarium is actually the actor concealed in hollowed out furniture with his head sticking through the bottom of the aquarium. Ah, that's fucking cool. And you know what's funny too is I was watching that and I'm like, that doesn't look like a prop. I told yeah, myself, no. I was like, that looks like a head. That looks real shit, but because, obviously nobody got murdered. Yeah, because he does kind of uh, shift his head a little bit when it goes to the side angle to make it look like it's floating. And yeah. I'm like, I knew that was real, but why did it happen? He agreed to it because he was able to hold his breath a while, but they still had a hammer to break the glass and evacuate to quickly suck out the water, which, okay, that's God awesome. Goddamn 80s. They would never do that shit in this day and age, ever. <laughs> uh, that's funny that we read something like this because something... Sort of related to this is happening now in the world. With I don't want to talk about it. We're not going yeah, to. I don't I'm want just to talk saying. about it. I don't even want to give my opinions on that. It's not going to. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. saying that was weirdly relevant. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the shot of the cleaver hacking into the actor's neck was a prop cleaver with a cutout to fit around the neck. It is pulled away from the neck and the film is run in reverse, which I love that shit. They, they still do that shit to this day. And Makes that's, sense. That, I love that practical stuff like that. Yeah, I love the fact that they didn't just have like a uh, for the for the whole aquarium scene. They didn't have like oxygen tank that they could just put down on. I'm like, no, no, no. We got a hammer and a vacuum. Like, okay, guys. <laughs> well, because they got they got to keep their budget low. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just really funny. So yeah, we both both gave it a three and a half. Like I said, besides, I did. I'm just not a fan of the whole sexual aspect of it on uh, the rape. But other than that, yeah, a really solid movie. I love the whole news reporter playing detective it's also like based and shot in florida which is which, cool it's cool they we're don't, from florida they, like, don't do, they don't do a lot of horror movies actually shot in florida, in florida yeah. or or in location based on what you hear in the movie yeah if you say it's, if you say a, ba- a movie's based in miami they're probably shooting it out in california but this one was actually in yeah. miami and you can clearly tell with the b-roll yeah so that was really cool so definitely check that one out um you said you rented it on amazon uh no i rented it on voodoo on voodoo for what a couple bucks three bucks okay and you can buy it uh, on the shout factory sale right now i think, I think, it's, I think seven, it's on sale 17 and sh- it might be 17 or 19 it's one of the two so go That's check less that than 20. out uh, we're going to move to another, yet another Shout Factory release. Like I said earlier, uh, my pick was Alone in the Dark. And this is rated R with a runtime of an hour and 32 minutes, listed as a horror thriller, just like Eyes of a Stranger. Released on November 12th, 1982. Directed by Jack Shoulder. He also directed A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, this is starring Jack Palance as Frank Hawks. 
He was also in City Slickers as Curly. We've got Donald Pleasance as Dr. Leo Bain. You should know him from the Halloween franchise as Dr. Loomis. Yet again, playing another doctor. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Martin Landau as Brian Preacher uh, Sutcliffe. He was also in North by Northwest as Leonard. He was also in like over a hundred acting credits. He's in a credits. lot of stuff. He's in a lot of shit. I mean, the fucking cast in this one is amazing. It's, it's a really like, good you know, cast. It's a great. Those those three names are awesome. Uh, and then you have Dwight Schultz as Dan Potter. He was also in Star Trek: The First Contact as Lieutenant Barclay. Um, this budget was a million dollars. Nothing on what it grossed, so that's a mystery to me. Uh, movies that came out around the same time, we've got some fucking hitters right here. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, National Lampoon's Class Reunion, Creep Show, The Slumber Party Massacre, Airplane 2, The Sequel, and The Dark Crystal. Wow. A lot of good that's fucking titles. That's a great titles. weekend to uh, be yeah, at too. That's another great weekend there. Um, so yeah, a lot of good movies. Uh, my specific horror moment for this, um, it's got to be the back break. It's not even really like bloody or gory, but it's so fucking Honestly, tight. My, mine is actually uh, every time Martin uh, Landau like smiles. So fucking <laughs> creepy as shit. It's so horrific. Um, I'm, just like, I'm just like, oh. Like, yeah, Martin Landau in this was a fuck. It's, it, he's so good. I mean, he's good at everything, but, but he, yeah, no, his, he was really fun his in this. Smile in this. Every time he smiled, I'm like, oh. Like, oh, shit's about to go down. Like, shivers. Uh, all right, so let's get into the plot here. Uh, so we start off with a man who's walking into this place called Mom's Diner. He orders the usual, and an unattractive fish platter is brought to him. It looks like they just killed it and fried it, or maybe just killed it and, and are serving to uh, to him now. And uh, the cook comes out from the back and starts yelling at him, and we see that's you know it's um, Donald Pleasance. He's playing the chef in this, and you're like, uh, okay, I don't really know what's going on. It's very foreboding and eerie, and then it just starts to fucking straight up rain inside the diner. So at this point, you can assume, okay, this is a dream sequence because this, there's no way this is real. And uh, right as right after it starts raining, preacher is uh, that's the guy who's in the diner. He is hoisted upside down by chains, and then Bane swings a knife right at his crotch, and he wakes up screaming. In his bed. As you would if a knife was going to your crotch. Yeah, in the mental, in, in the uh, insane asylum. So it's established that his name is Preacher. Well, maybe not right away, but we know it's Preacher after you watch it. And uh, that's, a, that's a nightmare. He's in an insane asylum. And then soon after, we see um, Dr. Dan Potter. He's arriving at this place where um, uh, Preacher's at. And we see a very young Lynn Shea in this. Yes. Very young. Because her brother wrote it. Oh, I thought it was her husband. Robert Shea? Are they not married? Are there, is there, are no, I, I believe I read siblings. Oh, okay, yeah. So Robert Shea was involved in this, and I think that's yeah, that's definitely how she got her foot in the door with this. Uh, she plays a fake receptionist. I say fake receptionist because she is also checked into the mental yeah. asylum because she went crazy. But she used to be a receptionist before she went there. So the doctors are like, "We'll just let you play the receptionist," yeah, right? because she talks about how uh, you know the doctor is invisible and you can't see him, and he's and Potter's like. Okay, that's not a real thing. Um, so yeah, we see uh, we see uh, Potter arriving at the hospital to talk to him, and they have a little interaction before Dan goes home, and then you see him moving into this new place with his wife Nell and their eleven year old daughter Lila. Uh, back at the hospital that night, one of the patients, Frank Hawks, gets out of bed, places his hands near a window, causing a gate to shut and alarm to go off. So I assume at this point he's ready to get the fuck out. Yeah, he's done. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm ready to leave. Um, and then the next day we see Dan arriving at the hospital who meets Bane again. Bane introduces Dan to the patients kept on the maximum security third floor, which includes Frank Hawks, who is a former World War II POW. 
Brian Sutcliffe, preacher, a former priest who burnt down a a uh, 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 a church with people inside. So oh. there, there's that. Uh, and then you have um, Ronald Fatty Elster, who is a giant man. Uh, he's got to be at least 400 pounds. Who was a child molester and pedophile. And then last but not least, you have John Skag, a murderer who strangled two women and gets nosebleeds every time he kills. Which and, did uh, they nickname him the Bleeder? The Bleeder, yeah. And he also refuses to show his face before Dan, as as I think he doesn't really show his face to pretty much anybody. Which is a very weird thing to do. Um, it worked. I mean, yeah, it worked because once you get the end, you're like, "Oh shit, okay, it worked." <laughs> All right then. <laughs> uh, Dan tells the group that the previous doctor, Harry Merton, had to leave. Uh, Hawks is very suspicious about this. He thinks that uh, Dan killed him, and and then for some reason, Hawks is like, "Yeah, we got to break out and kill Dan." Weird motive. I don't know why they figured they. I don't know why Hawks was like, "We have to break out to kill him." Just kill him. You know what I mean? Like. Maybe maybe they're like we have to kill him and his whole family. I know, but they were just like we need to break out to kill him. Like I mean, you, you. So that was kind of a weird motivation, but we already saw them trying to escape earlier, so they're just ready to get out, I guess. Um, uh, then we cut to the next. There's a lot of cuts in the first like 20 minutes. It's like the next day, then that night, then the yeah. next day, then that night. Because then the next day, uh, Ray Curtis, the lead orderly on the third floor, tells Dan that the four Voyagers, as they refer to them as. Uh, they refer to the people on the third floor as Voyagers, I, I guess, because I don't know. I don't think they ever described why they call yeah, them they Voyagers. But uh, Dan's or, um, Ray is like, yeah, so they want to kill you because they think you killed the other doctor. And they're like super intense about this. And that's when Ray pushes a button that shuts a steel door to his office. And he tells the doctor that, yeah, the only way to separate us from them is this electric door that I have here. And you're like, fancy. Yeah, fancy. Um so you can get a sense that shit's kind of going like weird here because even um, Donald Pleasance in this movie who played, you know, Dr. Leo, he's kind of a uh, kooky, kooky. Like he almost seems as crazy as the people as locked a, up. Like if he's really a real doctor, just like a real receptionist. Like, are you a doctor? Are you, are you someone playing a doctor in real life? Like what's going on? You don't seem to be much more sane than anybody else here. Yeah. And even Ray as well, the lead orderly, he seems kind of like the, kooky. Yeah. yeah. The only normal one is, um, the, the, the guy that I can't remember his name. Dan the, Potter. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Dan. He seems he's, like the only normal, like a doctor yeah. person there. So you, you get the, you get a sense of like everyone in this, as you know, a mental institution, insane asylum, whatever you want to call it is a little off. Yes. <laughs> Even the orderlies and the doctors. So, um, uh, while this is going on, when Ray is talking to Dan about how everyone, you know, the four people want to kill him, uh, outside we see preacher, He's going to Bane for a match. Now, we shouldn't be giving Preacher a match because we know what he does with matches and he likes to light shit on fire. And that's exactly what he does because he asked uh, Dan for one and he was like, maybe you should ask Leo for one because I'm not going to give you that shit. Right. And then he immediately sets his coat on fire, starts swinging it around at the other patients. And then uh, Bane walks up to him and whispers something in his ear, which calms him down. So Dan's like, what did you whisper in his ear? And he's like, oh, I told, I threatened to, you know, hoist him up and cut him in half. So I'm like, oh, okay. So that opening scene makes a lot of sense right now. Okay. So his nightmares are essentially what Bane is telling him. Like, I, I will, I will kill you essentially. That's like, so like, yeah, that's what his fear is. That... <laughs> that's what his fear is of being hoisted up by change and cut right down the uh, crotch. Right. Which that's, you know, that's just terrifying. Yep. I don't want to deal with that at all. Uh, back in Dan's office, we see Ronald, which is the big, big guy who is the child molester. Uh, he, he sneaks in to find a letter addressed to Dan, 
that has his home address on there and a framed picture of Nell and Lila, his wife and daughter. So you know some shady shit's going down. They want to break out and not only kill him now, but I guess go after his entire family like you just said earlier. Yep. Which uh, seems ag- seems aggressive for a an assumption that he right? killed the other doctor. For real. Like, whoa. That <laughs> whoa. was zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> yeah, <zero to> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, then that afternoon, we have Danny's sister, Tony, who comes into town, uh, invites them all to a rock concert in town um, at a club, and they all show up, and it's some punk band named Sick Fucks. Yes. Which I think is a real band? I believe I think. it is. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't really do any research on that, but I'm pretty sure they're real. They're called the Sick Fucks. I love it. Yeah, and they've got all this wild imagery on stage. It's pretty fucking wicked. Uh, and the music wasn't too bad either. It was pretty cool. Uh, I think it's some sort. I think they're like kind of yeah. It's a punk rock band, so you know it's from the '80s too. So yeah, just, you know, put that put yourself in that uh, headspace. Uh, Dan is not enjoying the music at all. He takes like tissue papers and puts them in his ear. That was like me watching Tenant and Dolby. I'm like, this is so loud. <laughs> Help me. Um, and then halfway through the show, the electricity just goes out, and they're like, okay. So they all head outside to see that I guess there is an entire blackout over this town. Uh, no electricity is on for as far as the eye can see. So that's uh, I, I like that plot device and how they how they use that to let the convicts escape. Not convicts, but the uh, mentally unstable people escape. Because right after that happens, preacher sits up in his bed and is like, "I made the lights go out." And I'm like, "You crazy bitch! No, you didn't. <laughs> like, you didn't do shit. I don't think. <laughs> We're not sure. Yeah, like uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I don't think he did." So uh, Hawks goes over there and does what he did earlier in the movie, puts his hands near the window. Uh, nothing activates. So they're like, fuck, yeah, this is our moment to shine. We're fucking leaving. So Preacher, Ronald, um, Preacher, Ronald, Hawks, and uh, the Bleeder. Yeah. All four of those guys go out. Preacher and Ronald, they find Ray hiding in a closet in his office. Weird move, because as soon as the lights went out, and if I was Ray, out the door. Running out the door. And of course, of course, he tried to do his, he closed his electric door yeah which you know i mean we're all woogie 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 it's not working I mean, we're, we're all we're i mean we're all stupid when the lights go out we're like oh let's let's it happens every time at least one one time like oh all the, all the power's out oh i have to go to the bathroom Click yeah, the yeah, oh fuck the lights don't come on son, son of, of a bitch. bitch i forgot <laughs> damn it uh yeah so he hides in this closet or uh, in, in, in his office and uh preacher and ronald come in there and uh, preacher is yelling at him, swearing at him, saying you're a sinner, and then he punches and kicks him a, uh, like a number of times. And this is when Ronald just straight up picks this man, and this is there's they did this for real. Yeah, he just picks him up over his head, holds him there for a second, and then just breaks his back they, on his knee. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was my favorite moment. I'm like, that's a fucking wicked way to die, just completely severing your spinal cord. Totally bane to Batman. Bane to Batman. Bane broke Batman's back. Oh, I'm, I thought you said Bane. Oh, okay, yes, got it. Sorry, I'm stupid too. Took me a second. Uh, so that was a really cool scene. I enjoyed that. I know it wasn't bloody or no decapitations or whatever, well, still, but it was, just, it was cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is when the group of four walks outside. Ronald, the fucking tank that he is, just punches through a car window. Uh, to get at a doctor who's trying to drive away, throws him out, and then the four psychos, as I'm going to call them, because they are, they drive off in the doctor's car, 
and they go off into the night. And then we cut to the shopping center where apparently when electricity goes out, uh, moms form and people just start fucking looting shit. Oh, that's, that's everything. Like hurricanes, that's all everything. Spires out, no, one's, no one can stop them. But it's just so funny. No I'm alarms like, are going off. I'm just so funny. I'm like, okay, so I guess everyone in this town is just a fucking thief at the drop of the hat. All right. Because it seems like a small town, too. I know it's based in Miami. But from where it's shot, it looks like a kind of a small... This one's based on Miami? Yeah. Also? Oh, shit. That was the last one. Never mind. Sorry. Whoa. So, yeah. This is definitely like a small town. So, it's like... It just seems weird I, that... You think people in small towns that... I don't know. I just get the... Uh, maybe it's just easier. I mean, I guess it's easier, but I get the sense that they're, they're just like more like... I mean, because like I mean, if, you know... The good black, people. <laughs> maybe. Because, you know, blackouts here, we got to drive like 20 minutes to the closest Best Buy or somewhere to, to start looting. We don't got time for that. We don't got time for that shit. We don't so, got yeah, time. Small town people just seem like they would respect stuff more. You know what I mean? Because it's a small town. Apparently, everything. they disrespect uh, yeah. their surroundings. Disrespect your surroundings. Ooh. Um... <laughs> So yeah, they just start looting shit everywhere, and uh, the group of you know the the group of four shows up. They go to a sporting goods store. They uh, don themselves with new getups because you know they were wearing stuff that would yeah, identify yeah, yeah, that so. would identify them in the public immediately. So they grab some stuff, and they also grab a variety of weapons. Um, and outside, while they're inside, Skag the bleeder, who is also wearing a hockey mask, which is a funny piece of trivia that I will get to. Uh, very very interesting. Uh, he swipes a man with a gardening fork, one of those little uh, hoes, I think is what they're called. Yeah. Killing him, and apparently that disturbed the other voyagers, again, quote unquote, so much that they just get into the dead guy's van and drive off without and him. him there. They're like, yeah, so I know we're strapping up, but you're just killing random people in the street. We're, we're going also, after like Dan. Also, that, that kill was pretty cool, because after that they do it, you, you see like his neck pieces just, just yeah. chilling on, on, the, on the thing. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Like, hell yeah, dude. So it was a really cool kill, but apparently they didn't like that, so they're like, Deuces. So they hop in this van, uh, this dead guy's van, and drive off, leaving him behind. Uh, at this point, Dan arrives at the hospital, learning that, you know, the four patients escaped. They've killed people because there's been reports of it. The power is still off from an apparent statewide power outage. I don't think it's just, uh, um, said where they're at. I don't think. Not that I recall. Uh, so it's uh, a statewide power outage seems like a lot, though, because that doesn't even make sense. Um so it's got to be a small state, I guess. But anyways, I mean, I mean throughout throughout like the, briefly in the movie, they kind of blame the they bl- uh, I forgot who they blame like to pick it, but they blame uh, doctors hmm. or somebody like uh, the the sister and the wife yeah. for making those signs to blame. Oh, that's people. right, that's right. Because yeah, I'm gonna get to that. That's right. Oh, you're totally right. I forgot about that. Okay, so yeah, I guess there is a reason for that essentially. Um, but yeah, at this point, you know, so Dan is getting up to speed on everything. And he knows that four maniacs are on the loose. And then uh, the next day, we see neighborhood preacher and Ronald. They're driving around in the van still. And they're tormenting this guy on a bicycle. Because I can't remember who, but one of them was like, I want that hat. I don't remember who said that. Uh, Landau. So whoever Landau was. Martin Landau. Uh, I know, but whoever he played. I don't remember who he played. Martin Landau. Where are you? Preacher. Preacher. So yeah, Preacher's like, I want that hat. And uh, they keep chasing him, messing around with him. And then eventually they go past him. And the guy in the bike's like, what are you guys, a bunch of assholes? And then fucking the guy driving was like, fuck this shit. Throws it into reverse, just flies backwards and just yeets the guy right off the bike and then goes and takes the hat like, ah, motherfucker, talk shit to me, bitch. So that's kind of funny. Uh, And then immediately after that, they uh, all arrive at the uh, uh, Dan's house, preacher wearing the bike messenger's outfit, saying he's got a telegram for the doctor. And, of course, Nell's there like, oh, I'll take it. He's like, no, I'll come back later. I want to give it to him directly. And Nell is like, okay, you're a weird dude. 
kind of spooked at your behavior. But then uh, he leaves, and Tony, which is um, Dan's sister, tells Nell, he's like, hey, you should accompany me to go to this anti-nuclear yeah, protest. There there, so, yeah, so I think it's, it maybe, it's, maybe it's because of that. So, yeah, there's an anti-nuclear protest, weird subplot. Uh, like I, said, I, think, I think this gave it, gave it reasoning to have the world... The, the, the worldwide, the uh, the stay out blackout. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming because uh, soon after that, um, right after they leave, Lila shows back up, uh, which is the daughter, and it's uh, there's a it's, it's a vacant house, but Ronald is there, which is the pedophile, and Lila is probably ten, ten or eleven. 10 I, think, or 11? I think it says in the synopsis she's eleven. Okay, ten or eleven. So, uh, and of course it's the '80s, so she's like. Who are you? Oh, I'm the babysitter. And she, you know, she's just like, derp, derp, okay, you're weird, <laughs> but like, I guess that's fine because it's the 80s and people are way too trusting. Yeah, right. Uh, um, so she's like a little bit unsettled because he's a weirdo, but then he is eventually trying to talk to her and be nicer because he actually is being nicer. He's like, so do you have like paper and scissors? And she's what like... What I mean, as a, not, not that I'm one, of course, but like what we've seen in... <laughs> please, <laughs> please keep going. <laughs> we've seen in other movies and stuff like... The whole like getting candy in the van, like you gotta get trusting with the per with the well, yeah. the kid before you do whatever whatever the fuck you do, thing, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he's trying to be nice. He's like, oh, do you have papers and scissors? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, I can show you whatever you want to make out of that. And uh, he's like, why don't we go up there and do that? I'm like, suspicious. He is a child, like murderer and pedophile. No. No, she doesn't know that. I know, but red flags because I know that as the audience. <laughs> so I guess they, you know, they they fuck off to the other room to go up to her room to bad, cut out bad turn. Sorry, of sorry, sorry, bad sorry, sorry. They, they they skedaddle off. <laughs> My bad. I, I say fuck off, like get out of here. But yeah, that was sorry. For, that was for that particular thing, right. no. They skedoodle off to the other skedoodle. room, and then we cut to Tony and Nell, who who are now in jail and have been arrested with dozens of other protesters at this nuclear thing. And uh, Tony meets a man named Tom Smith, who's also arrested. And he's like, I'll give you my phone call. So she's able to call Dan at the hospital. Tell them that, hey, we're in jail. We need to be bailed out. And Dan's like, okay, fuck. I got to call I gotta call the babysitter to go take care of La, uh, Lila. So he calls. Uh, her name is Bunky, which is a weird name. Yeah. Uh, so Dan. Ca- I mean, it's probably a nickname, but like they just call her Bunky. Yeah, it's, it's very odd. So Dan calls Bunky, which is Lila's real babysitter, to go over there and make sure she's okay. Bunky arrives at Dan Dan's house and uh, after looking around finds nobody uh, except for Lila who's asleep on her bed. So cool. Ronald didn't do crazy shit. Honestly, at just, first I thought she was dead. I thought she was going to be like, dead too. They yeah. killed her. Oh my god. Like, damn. Fucking wild. <laughs> so Ronald apparently didn't do anything, which is great. Uh, just you know, I guess let her go to sleep on the bed, and uh, that's when Bunky calls her boyfriend Billy and invites him over. Billy arrives uh, a little bit after that and starts picking up like her clothing. And I'm like, oh, God, she's dead. No, she's just in her underwear on the bed. Like, why don't we fucking do it? This is the perfect time. There's a kid asleep in the other room. Time to have sex in the middle of the day. I mean, that's a nooner. I know. I'm just like, like, what the fuck? What were you going to say, though? You were putting your hands on your hips. Oh, I was going to be like, while while one parent is in jail and the other is on its way to, to pick her up, we have time. We got time to do it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, while making out on the bed and starting to get into the act of coitus, that was a weird thing to say. The act of coitus. The act of coitus. Uh, <laughs> Bunky hears a noise coming from the closet, and of course, in the traditional slasher fashion, hey, you go look at that. Like, Billy, you, you go check that out. I don't want to go. And he's like, and he's like um, but what am I going to do with this? Pointing to his junk. He's like, um... This is not this. Um, this is not a loaded weapon for for killers. This is not going away, uh, and that's where I'll leave it because after that it does get a little wacky. 
Uh, it also kind of slows down a bit, but then ramps right back yeah, up at the end. It does slow for a few minutes. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of funny. But I'll leave it there because you have, uh, uh, what's her name? You've got Nell in jail. You've got Dan at the hospital. You've got Lila at home asleep. And now the babysitter and Billy at, uh, at the home with was, Ronald still in the fucking house. If this was a TV show, this would be the cliffhanger f- finale waiting exactly. for a year for season two. So the ending, like I said, it's kind of a up and down and then it ramps right up. Definitely and then does it, roller coaster towards the end. And then it ends. And you're like, okay. So, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed this just as much as the other one. Uh, I gave this a 3.5 as well, just cause I was like, this was, I, it was mainly for the plot on this one. I just liked the killers escaping. I loved everyone in their roles. Like Donald Pleasant. I loved everyone. They were just, they, they, I feel like they just like acted the shit out of their roles. They all had fun with it. There was a couple of really good kills with a harpoon and the you know the little the little hand tool, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is a this is definitely a, a really fun movie." So I gave it a three out of five or three point five out of five. Uh, what'd you give it? I gave it a three. Oh okay. I, I didn't like. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was a good movie though. Oh okay. I mean, I mean they did great performances. I just there there are certain things I was just like, eh, about which we're not gonna get into because I would spoil things of where we just left off. But yeah. I was just like, eh. But I mean, but I mean, I still very much enjoyed it, and I will definitely be watching it again. Yeah, I, I definitely, I uh, definitely like this one. It's got a six point one out of ten on IMDb, three point two out of five on Letterboxd. So, so the two movies we reviewed today are quite close. Quite close, yeah, very close in ratings. Um, yeah, but I, I like them both. They were so much fun in completely different ways. All right, some trivia here, which is going to tickle your uh, movie or your cinephile part of you, which is cool because the first this is the first feature film produced by New Line Cinema. I thought that's awesome. That's awesome. And this is also one of the first horror movies to be filmed in Dolby Stereo Sound. The advanced sound level would often blow out the speaker systems and older theaters while the movie was being screened. Which is hysterical now. Because it's 2.0. We're, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. Look at you. I'm so proud. I was looking at it and I was like, oh, it's, it's Dolby Stereo. And then I went to the audio and I'm like, 2.0, that's it. Damn it. I, <laughs> I figured New Line would be at least 5.1. But it's not. It's because of the the sound mix and and, and New Line didn't didn't actually. This is the first time it's on Blu-ray. So. I know. I just figured. I, you know, like, I mean, New Line did uh did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Seven so, One. That, that's why I kind of was like, okay, if they did but Nightmare honestly, on the, Seven, the, this the is going to be the, fine. The the the, the 2.0 stereo on this actually sounded sounded really good. great. They did a really good job with it. New but, Line uh, knows how to mix fucking shit. I'll tell you that. But uh, actually, I think this was actually. Did, did, Shout, Shout, did Shout mix it? Mix it. Shout mixed it. Well, they know how to do it too. <laughs> because this is the first time on any. Uh, they've had it on DVD, uh, video, but oh, this, okay. is, this is the first like Blu ray copy, so they can do a really well mix too. I mean, they mixed the Halloween movies in Atmos. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, this must have been Shout, but yeah, I know Shout well, knows how to mix. Well, Dolby Stereo was theatrical, but yeah, but still, like when you read this in, my, in your head now, you're like, well, that's funny because not anymore, but like at the time, that that's really cool. That's just really cool. Yeah, to hear about. So yeah, so that that's a cool that's a cool like so you I said, think, yeah. cinephile yeah. Uh, trivia. I knew you'd enjoy that. Something different than the normal. Oh, by the way, this was practical. Yeah, just, I thought those two things were were quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Broderick was audition or auditioned for the role of Bunky's boyfriend, but uh, Jack Shoulder thought Broderick was too talented for the small part, which makes sense because it was a very small part. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Ronald El- Elster grabs Bunky by the throat. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler. spoiler. I didn't go that far. Yikes. Yep, yep, just kidding. Next well, one. He uh, did it. You know, he, he, he did things. There was no, there was no uh, assist on that. He just did it because he's strong. Just like when he lifted the guy over his fucking head. Uh, makeup, uh, uh, makeup effects artist Tom Savini was brought in specifically to create the horrific monster apparition that Tony has. 
Uh, Savini achieved this uh, startling effect by covering an actor in a concoction of soap and Rice Krispies cereal. Nice. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, this is also another cool, really cool thing about this movie. It was the debut theatrical film of Jack Shoulder. So not only is it the debut film, it's the first produced film by, by New, S- Line. New Line and one of the first horror movies to have a Dolby like stereo. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. I think that's kind of also went into my rating, I think, a little bit, which doesn't make sense. Unfair. Doesn't really make sense for the actual rating, but I was like, that's a lot of cool. There's some cool trivia with this movie. Yeah. It, there was. I had to tone it down. There was so much. Um all right, so in the movie, one of the killers we know is, is Skagged. Uh, he wears a hockey mask while he killed someone, which later became a trademark of Jason Voorhees, obviously, in the Friday the 13th series, when he first started wearing the mask in Friday the 13th Part 3 in 1982. Both movies came out the same year, but Friday the 13th Part 3 came out in August, while this one came out in November. So people really thought that, they I guarantee, they were like, oh, you're just copying, copying Jason, yeah. when really they just got a different release date. I don't think anybody yeah, copied being, anything. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool how I was like, oh, that does look like it's a very, very, it's almost like the mask that uh, Garth wears in yes. Wayne's World when they're yes. playing hockey. Game on! It's like that mask. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. A little piece of trivia right there for... Uh, all you Friday the 13th fans. Um, so, yeah, both these movies are uh, good in completely different ways, weirdly enough. And uh, I would recommend both of them. Again, Shout Factory is doing a sale. Alone in the Dark is not included on that because that is a brand new movie. That's brand new, yeah. But Eyes of a Stranger is, and I think you can get it for, I believe it was 16 or 17 bucks. Yeah, so well, less than 20. Go check that out. Uh, if you don't want to wait on Shout Factory to ship because I know Shocktober is crazy, you can go buy it on Amazon for roughly the same price. Um, and then same with, you know, same with, uh, alone in the dark, you can buy both of them. So yeah, check both of those out. This, this concludes our first ever themed month, really. I know we kind of did a, did, a you, did we not do it last year? Well, sh- slash Tober. Oh, oh. No, I mean, I never did a, I never did a month where I just named everything the same name and did part one, two, three, four. Oh, okay. Never done that. Cool. We did, we did a loosely interpreted summer month. Oh, okay. But it was never like, this is a full themed month of, of slashers. Well, so. this is one of many, uh, slash tobers to come. Probably. Yeah. I think I'm going to do this every, That's every cool. year. Um, so yeah, uh, me and Gabby will be back next week doing into the dark Hulu or who, sorry, Hulu into the dark part two. We've got some kind of seasonally themed movies going on for that. Um, and in the meantime, follow us on Frightmares on Facebook, Frightmares Podcast on Instagram, Frightmares Podcast on Slasher, Frightmares underscore pod on Twitter um, to check out all the stuff we're watching. Follow us on Letterboxd. I'm Dr. Proctor. You are Slafferman. Slafferman. Um, and yeah, until next week, guys, stay tuned and stay spooky. I like it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.